All right, y'all, we're about to start uh, another broadcast in healing, and the soil will be involved. We talk about growing your food. Doug Fletcher is going to join me an hour or two talking about how to rehabilitate soil, how to make it possible to grow year-round greenhouses if you're in the northern hemisphere far enough, or even if you're not and in, in you're in Florida, you want to grow year-round. The soil is everything. So we got to talk about that. Dr. Margaret Aranda scheduled for our hour one conversation. And for those of you who've had some of those questions about blood transfusions, for those who have had COVID jabs or from the blood of COVID jab people, that's part of the subject matter we can discuss in hour one. It is Veterans Day on this 11-11-22. Interesting date, 11-11-22. And uh, well, Super Don predicted it, the return of the mask. Is Jim Carrey back or is it something else? Stay tuned and find out. Tell your friends the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty is right here. The Robert Scott Bell Show cranks it up right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, 11-11-22, uh, an auspicious date. I guess if you're into numbers, numerology, that's an interesting date, isn't it? Uh, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. It is Veterans Day in the United States of America. And I want to acknowledge and honor those who have served and who have paid the ultimate sacrifice in defense of this country. I know there are a lot of, of course, controversies regarding the military industrial complex, but also the medical or pharmaceutical industrial complex, which actually owns the military one. That's an interesting thing to consider as well. When you think about the wounds, whether they be visible or invisible, and one of the, uh, the I, I think Superdome put this in the notes uh, for Veterans Day, but there's an article here. Uh, it's called The Invisible Wounds of Our Nation's Veterans. And of course, we, we go into things like PTSD, which may not be visually, uh, I guess certain people would manifest it differently. But PTSD is, of course, not exclusive to those who have served in war, but right now who have actually engaged in electioneering <laughs> in an election in America. You got PTSD from that too. But uh, the great acknowledgement that there are those that serve as warriors overtly in terms of uh, being in the military. I, I wish that we had a, a constitutionally, uh, let's say active government governments government. Let me say this speaking and I can hardly speak. This is a talk show, by the way, this is going to be really good as I'm prepping for the Red Pill Expo later today, getting to set, set up for that, finishing my PowerPoint for that, I can see that my mind is all over the place. But the idea that the Constitution was written and that it must be adhered to, we know that it's long gone in that context. We'd like to see if we can reestablish it. We'll do our best to do so as we move forward beyond election cycles. And to recognize that the last time the government, let's say, or our representatives in the House of Representatives actually declared war according to the Constitution was back in what they call World War II. Ever since then, every one of the conflicts and conflagrations or whatever you want to call it have been operating as United Nations-controlled police actions. And you can get PTSD from that alone. You can get PTSD from realizing how disastrously abandoned the Constitution is. You don't have to be in the military to experience that once you realize it's like, my gosh, it's like a post-traumatic stress disorder. You realize 
I thought we had a country that operated on, on guidelines and rules. It was called the Constitution. And then you find out it's been abandoned. Now, those are some of the subjects I cover. We cover here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, even though I don't believe we are overtly political as a, as a show. We're not necessarily partisan, although we'll acknowledge certain principles that certain parties do adhere to or don't, and more importantly, the individuals that proclaim to be part of those parties when they're running as candidates. But I think one of the things as we talk about Veterans Day really quickly here would be never sending soldiers off to wars that are undeclared. There's a basis for declaration of war in the, in the House of Representatives. It is not supposed to be an executive action. We are not supposed to have an emperor, a king, or a queen that could send our troops into wartime settings. Now, even in peacetime, if we can call it peacetime, our soldiers go in, they sign up to be part of the military, military various armed forces, and they are assaulted as if in wartime, domestically. I'm not talking about people who protest wars, people who are uh, pro-peace. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the soldiers, whether it be Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, and they assault these people the moment they get in with what? Products of the pharmaceutical industrial complex, the jabs prior to mRNA, now with mRNA, wanting to mandate COVID jabs, controversies galore. And this is the point where they are cannon fodder, cannon fodder before they even hit a battlefield for experiments via injection from the likes of Merck, Pfizer, GSK, Moderna, you name it. How many more visible and visible wounds are we going to subject our veterans to or those that are in the military right now? Can we have a separation of medicine and state? As you go into the military, those of you who have or are, how many of you considered that, that they force you, they force you to become guinea pigs for big pharma? Super Don, you're telling me we've got some clipping today, and I don't know why. I've got full full on green. Is there something to do with the the, the brand new board? Do I need to bring my levels down a little bit? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. It's it's um it's it's one of those things that we've experienced before with somebody's connection, and I might want to have you maybe like drop and reconnect again. All right. So if you can do some quick announcements, I'll drop <clears> and reconnect. I'll be right back. Okay. All right, y'all, the show is on. Super Don, pay attention to him. He's very important. We <laughs> Dr. Margaret Aranda joining uh, that us. That means I need to get on camera, don't I? Okay, yes, here do. we go. Stand by. Okay, and I'm all gonna, right. I'm going to bug out for a sec. Go ahead. Okay, all right. We'll see if we can figure out this popping and clicking. So I'm I'm assuming you guys are hearing it too. Um, let me know. Or I, I'm, I'm hearing it on the feed, so I'm assuming you guys are hearing it. But in any case, uh, while Robert is doing that, I do want to just bring your attention to the website, and uh, there is a sale going on. I know you guys are are fans of the Tuttle Twins books, and if you've been right in the fence, wondering whether you want to check out the Tuttle Twins, you know, we are coming up on the holidays. They make great gifts. Uh, they are doing a Veterans Day sale right now, 50% off of, uh, of some of the bundles of the books that they've got. And what you do is when you go to use the, use the, the link uh, that's on the website, uh, that'll take you to the, the uh, place where you can, you can look at the bundles. And when you uh, go to the checkout, put in the, uh, the discount code veteran, 
and you'll get 50% off of, of the bundles on that. So that's something to check out. All right. So let's see what's going on with Robert now. All right. Let's check this thing out. Are we good? Is the clipping gone? I've lowered the the levels just in case I was too high. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a redlining type of thing. It was okay. like an internet connectivity thing. Right. Any better? And I think it sounds better at the moment. I'll let okay. you know if it comes back. All right, thanks. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, this is just like live radio, live media, et cetera. Now, uh, from the Veterans Day uh, opening to the return of the mask, and I joke about Jim Carrey, you know, is there a sequel to the mask? No, we're talking about what Super Don predicted, that there'll be people demanding that we mask up again, despite the fact of the, the, the lack of any scientific evidence or validation that any mask out there, including N95s, can protect you from or filter out substances that they proclaim are what 150 nanometers 120 nanometers or down at the spike protein level 10 nanometers small where's the weave that's small enough to block it and so i sent a message to super don this morning i said hey where's the mask that filters out substances as small as the viruses they say we should be afraid of and in this case the rsv respiratory syncytial virus we talked about this yesterday a little bit targeting kids they say and, you know, inevitably they go, hey, maybe we should mask up kids again. Oh, that, w- that went well the first time. IQs were dropping. Socialization skills lost. Language skills lost. That's a good result, right? For the pr- protection against an RSV that they claim is creating respiratory issues in only some people that I would argue it's not the cause. If anything, it's incidental due to cellular dysregulation, due to uh, deficiencies, nutrient deficiencies, and cellular toxicity, metabolic imbalances and dysfunctions due to those basic environmental concerns that we should all have rather than running and screaming away from viruses that they can only validate by an unvalidated test called PCR, polymerase chain reaction. Not validated, not standardized, only available via emergency use authorization. They say it's an emergency. Well, they never have to validate anything. Is it new? No, we've been talking about this since I opened the microphone in 1999. The scam of HIV tests. HIV tests have no valid standard either. How many decades later still have not been validated? Cross-reactive, nonspecific. How many tests do medical doctors order that have such cross-reactivity that 120 different things could cause, trigger a positive response that would be considered false, for instance? No validation? How's that working for you, doctor? In an RSV PCR test, any better? And so Superdon does send me something like a Czech, Czechoslovakia, the former Czech, Czech Republic, I guess you can call it, uh, technology, if you will, of a weave that they claim that can filter out things. What is it, 150 nanometers or something? There it is, the nano mask, they call it. <laughs> you know, I just, all I did was Google. I, you know, I just got on there. I'm like, uh, let's see, mask. 150 nanometer, and this was the first thing that popped up. So what do they claim? Do they say the size that they claim? Yeah, let's see. Down here it says, can you see it there on the side? Yeah, 100 nanometers. 100 nanometers or or larger. 99.97% of part of it. That's pretty good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. It sounds great. Isn't that pretty good? True. You would have difficulty breathing through it. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say this. Why? And look at the pictures. Do, Do you find, does anybody find it? Look at that guy with his beard on. Tell me how the air that flows in that carries things that they're trying to filter out is not sneaking around the mask itself. We'll zoom in there. Look how far we can zoom in. Yeah, look at that. 
around the cheeks. He missed a spot. You see that? Uh, right yeah. Un under the chin, <laughs> around the nose and the cheeks. Yeah. Where you follow me yeah. here? You've got this great thing, and I've said all right. This, but I told about? you, all you right. got to do is put on like five of the masks, right? Okay, great. Yes. Like one on the side, one on your forehead, one under your chin. Maybe that would work if you had. If well, you because five. we don't have enough CO two that we're breathing in, right? <laughs> you don't want any escape. You want to. You want to make it impossible for people to have full functioning uh, bodies because they're just starving for for air and oxygen, and. I, I, Okay, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. But who are the morons that are insisting that we could just mask children up and they'll be protected from something that might not even be the cause of their problem because of, again, the metabolic issues due to toxicity and deficiency for which modern medicine, Flexner Report Medical Schools do not churn out doctors who look first at nutrition and toxicology as a primary cause of what ails us as opposed to this is clearly evidence of an RSV mRNA shot. If we can only get that on emergency use authorization and rush that out for the kids. In the meantime, we'll just mask them up and again, reduce IQ, reduce language skills, on and on it goes. This is, this is absurd. This is what passes for science. This is what passes for medicine. Do you understand why I'm so disgusted and not impressed by medical degrees? Where's the rebellion? Where's the outright rebellion among the medical professionals going, this is insane. You guys are stupid. Stop it. And let's move forward together with homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists and chiropractors, as well as MDs and DOs, work together and get past this stupidity of masking children, much less injecting them with things and poison. And if it's not that, then it's a drug deficiency. How do I know? Well, you graduate from a Flexner Report Medical School. What have you got? You've got the tool of the pen and the pad. And you write a script, a prescription for what? Something for which you have no deficiency. There's no synthetic FDA-approved drug deficiency. It doesn't exist. And we're actually, you know, this, is like, this passes for media. For those of us who speak out against this, and for those of the physicians and scientists who do, God bless you. You're here. We're with you. You're with me. We're good. But the entire profession, as it is an educational indoctrination institution, starting from the Flexner Report of 1910, actually before that, 1847, Foundation, American Medical Association. It was founded, why? To try and eliminate competition for its monopoly status that it was going to usher in over the century or more since then. Counteract the American Institute of Homeopathy in 1844. The history no one knows. Who's read Divided Legacy by Harris Coulter to understand the unedited, un, I mean, the underbridge. It's completely uncensored history of medicine in America. I didn't know that growing up. Went to Emory University, high-level research university, right next to the CDC in Atlanta. Did you know that they taught homeopathy on the medical school curricula at Emory University up until 1947? I didn't know they taught, I didn't know what homeopathy was until I was 24 years of age. Again, if I'm sounding exasperated, it's the point of the history we were not taught. The history that was erased and rewritten to make us believe that the only legitimate form of medicine is pharmaceutical, Rockefeller, Carnegie, uh, Flexner Report, medical school medicine. Poisoning us to death, not poisoning us back to health. Return of the mask, my aspirin. <sighs> 
You know what? I need I need a smiley, happy face to join us on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. I just feel I'm a bit exasperated because I'm having you know I'm prepping for my Red Pill Expo talk and it and it goes into this history. And I, and I, every time I re, revisit it, I'm like, how how are we? We're so we're so programmable. All they have to do is repeat a lie often enough or erase history and then put, replace it with lies. And we just go, yep, that, well, that was history. And then we look at homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists. It's like, well, those are people who are cr- cranks or quacks. Why do we listen to them? Why do we listen to people who all they do is look at you as a drug receptacle? Why do we look at people and say, these are the people that are the experts because they know how to poison us better than anybody that's ever poisoned us ever in the history of poisoning. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But there are many waking up, COVID-inspired wake-up calls that have rejected the shot, have rejected the mRNA, and now are looking back at the entirety of the vaccine industrial complex and going, were we lied to about that too? The homeopaths knew it. Dr. Samuel Hahnemann knew it when he started homeopathy back in the late 19th century. He said, my gosh, the doctors of my day are poisoning people to death. In other words, the disease they have, we're treating them and we're killing them faster and better than the disease does. And he says, you know what? I'm going to find a different way. And he developed a natural, non-toxic form of medicine that materialistic reductionist Westerners said, that's ridiculous. There's nothing there. Energy is not real. I got, we've got to do better. We got to do better. I, I have a, I have someone on the line. She's joining us now and she's doing better. She's willing to take this on. She's got a, a sub stack, the rebel patient. She's got a website, Aranda MD enterprises.com. Let's welcome to the Robert Scott Bell show right now for the first time, Dr. Margaret Aranda. Welcome my friend. Thank you for being here. Hopefully nothing I said offended you. No, no, it's nothing. Nothing offended me. Thank you so much to you and Steve for having me on here. Thank you. Margaret. You got such a pretty smile. Thank you. You got light coming through your face. Thank you. This is what I need right now in the midst of going through all of this nonsense going, oh, can we do better? We have to do better because we've failed the American public. Every country has failed their citizens as well. And there has to be a better way. We just have to help others. I think my biggest mission right now is to get people that really have I, the way I put it is it's time to tell people that they accept our children. They can't believe in Santa Claus anymore. The government isn't the good guys. The NIH, the CDC, the FDA, I thought I could trust them. I wrote NIH grants. I did research. I, I did a lot. I was in academic medicine. I always, I didn't lie about things. And now we don't know what to believe. Yeah, it's a grand disillusionment. And I think that uh, everybody eventually will have to face it. Some will choose cognitive dissonance. Some will choose following orders. But others, like yourself, say, you know what? I can't live that way. I see now what I didn't see before. And now that I see it Mm -hmm. and now that I know it, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do it differently. And this is where I see the spirit of cooperation and real healing come back to the fore. It's not certainly within our media yet. It's not certainly within the government yet at any level as they've established a monopoly for pharmaceutical medicine, so to speak, to the uh, detriment and destruction of all others. That's why I went to the history. This didn't happen overnight. And yet, once you see it, 
is there ever a point where you're like, how did I, how, how did I not see this? And I have those moments. I'm like, I had no idea. And then you wake up and realize, my gosh, if they lied to me about this, did they lie to me about this? And then you start expanding your view and you're like, my gosh, the entire world is filled with lies and illusion to deceive us, to make us what? Vulnerable to fearful messages that shut down higher levels of cognition and critical thinking so that we could be controlled and enslaved, kind of like what we've seen in the COVID crazy era we've been through. Exactly. And and I think that government overreach has a lot to do with this and people going along with what the government says. And it's extended in California now, uh, just in the last couple of weeks on September 30th, Governor uh, Newsom signed AB 2098 into effect, even though 15 of us doctors and lawyers were pleading with him on, on his steps to the Capitol building, building for him to veto it. If he had done nothing, it would have gone into effect anyway, but instead he wrote a letter that actually conflicts with what the bill says as if he doesn't know what it said. And he signed this letter essentially saying now, starting January 1st, the government is in the office with the doctor and the patient regulating what doctors can say about COVID treatment. Yeah. And isn't that just sort of codifying or institutionalizing what doctors are now waking up to the reality that a license is not uh, evidence of freedom to practice medicine. It's a restriction. It's a, it's kind of like asking a condominium board to, to, to use condom con, condoms, common sense. I wish they put condoms over their head and not breathe it out because these, these, these condominium boards are dangerous too, but the medical boards, these are often not doctors at all. And even if they are, they tend to respond to whoever tells them what to do to control doctors and to destroy the doctor patient relationship, which used to be considered sacred. Exactly. And the, the medical boards in California is made of 12 uh, people. Half of them are physicians. I think most of them are no longer in clinical practice. Three of them are lawyers, one person. And then the other three, there's a public relations person. So they can make sure what they say doesn't go wrong, I suppose. There's somebody there to change ethics, like some new ethic movement. And then the third person is a life coach. A life coach, because we know how qualified they are to regulate the practice of medicine. Now, um, I would hazard another guess here, uh, doctor, that you are not afraid of competition and you're not afraid of other kinds of medicine or doctoring happening that you could probably cooperate with, learn from, as I've witnessed in the last two and a half years, more than in my entire life and career, cooperation among all branches, if we can call them a medicine coming together and saying, you know what, this is something else. This is new. What is this code? Well, let's, yeah. we need to share. We need to share what's working. We need to share what's not working. And we need to open wide up to other options besides pharmaceutical medicine, because they're the ones that have perhaps been, if not responsible for it, certainly the reaction response to it has created as much, if not more death than the COVID thing that started it. Absolutely. And along those lines, so many of us, including myself, that have spoken out and uh, tried to make things better for the public, as you know, and as you were saying, doctors are very terrible at banding together for what is right. We've been a total failure with the pandemic. But there are I actually, and I, I started doing a lot of alternative medicine. My practice has always been that way mm -hmm. uh, for the last five years or so more so. But now I actually received a medical board licensure from First Nation Indigenous Indians, mm. and I'm a certified 
tribal practitioner who will be opening up their doors and their formulary to see their herbal medications and other systems that they have mm-hmm. to not just cover up the symptoms, but get to the underlying root of the problem and actually heal the patient in some of the very oldest ways that our nation has known. I, I love that. I think that that concept of going back to the Native American um, uh, right? we call them reservations. What do they call them now? Native American? No, actually, yeah, when you get this kind of uh, a practitioner license, it is good in all 50 states, and you can open up shop in your own medical office that you already have. Wow. Now, who's? It, how do we connect uh, health professionals to that? I've heard of this. I've interacted with some of the tribes uh, and, and seen this happen in reality, but it, it, it's like exciting because could it be via treaty that the United States government, the corporate United States, has no longer the authority to limit the freedom of doctors under that sort of licensure to actually help people, even if they don't use FDA approved drugs. Exactly. And they, they have their own medications, their own formulary. They do not, uh, have, you know, mingle with uh, big pharma and normal pharmacies. So for people to get in touch, medical board, uh, it's a tribe and to, they have a tribal university that are affiliated with, but the real key to this in setting up a practice like this is to put it in what mm-hmm. you may have heard is a new trend in medicine, the, uh, the, uh, PMAs, private membership, right? The private PMA. medical yeah. membership, yeah. you got it. You yeah. got it. So there's different kinds. Some of them have an international have trust it. associated with them where you can, mm-hmm. uh, do FDA p- patients can participate in FDA approved clinical studies where the indigenous Indians gather their own data, publish it on their own database. That's separate from nice. PubMed. Right. Mm-hmm. I love the innovation here. This is very creative. Um, and we're no longer waiting for permission. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, okay. So I got my MD, you got your MD. We, we have a license in a particular state. Uh, but if I lose my license, it doesn't mean I'm not a doctor anymore because that's a gift that God gave me that no man can take away. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's been what I've said. The origin of the word doctor, physician, teacher, healer, all of those things is not something to be limited by government. And Mm -mm. we have been deceived by a licensure to believe that if we just could get one of those things, we would be free to help people. And you find out how controlled you are as a physician. My uncle, the doctor warned me, he said, don't do it. Don't become a doctor. You'll be miserable. Now, thankfully, uh, five years after I figured it out, I found homeopathic medicine and began to study in that realm. And it opened up a whole world of healing for me, having been chronically ill for 24 years, largely because of what medicine did to me, what doctors did to me. And I don't mean that they were mean and evil and nasty. They, they, they were trying to help me. I acknowledge that. But the tools that they had were wrong. They didn't address the underlying cause, none of which was, as I'm, I keep saying this, a drug deficiency disease. And, and everything we, we look mm-hmm. at, you know, if you're, a, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. If your training has in, been in pharmacology uh, and, you know, you have a special privilege to write this, no one else can do it. They're coming to me for that. And, and it's a monopoly and no one else is allowed to do that or give it anything that competes with it. And we talk about at a, well, federal and state level, we've got to find a way around it because it seems like those in government, those on the boards are not willing nor able or capable yet, at least 
of expanding beyond the limitations, the pharmaceutical horse blinders that they put on or been put on them. So why wait? People are dying. People are suffering. I was one of them. If I and waited, I was I one of them too. Yeah. I was one of them too. Uh, my daughter and I were in a very traumatic car accident where a lady T-boned our car and spun us in a circle going 90 miles an hour. So she ripped an artery in the back of my neck, banged the, banged the pituitary gland against my ventricles. So I had a traumatic brain injury. I was uh, at one point, uh, I was unable to walk or talk. I could not even say the word the, and God healed me. And God is the one who, who gives everybody their healing. Yes. And, and can access that. I went to 25 doctors who thought I was faking it. They were mean to me. They just wanted to put me on, on Valium and diagnose me as having mm -hmm. being some histrionic woman instead of thinking, no, why did I go to all that trouble with medical school just to lay in bed and do nothing? I ended up being in bed for 12 years. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that backstory. Dr. Margaret Aranda is with us now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I could just see the light pouring through her face. That's why I'm so happy <laughs> that you're you. here today. Um, and and just the smile that you have is 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 really wonderful in the midst of a lot of things that I you know look I'm human I'll, I'll you know kind of get a little uh, about things just part of life. I don't like to stay in that state, but sometimes also um, these sensations or emotions we have are to drive us to do better, to do different. Right? Absolutely. And that's not, yeah. And, and and I think also sometimes like sickness, you said, uh, I did the same thing. I, the doctors had me on a whole lot of medication. I actually took a break for a year and ditched everybody, gradually went off of every everything, mm -hmm. put myself on a, a better diet and, you know, started supplementing with different things. And eventually, eventually, eventually. Eventually, I got better, and that's why my book came. Rebel patient. I also had a, a near-death experience and went to the stairway to heaven, and God touched me. And when I have my sadness and my my times, I put myself right there next to God, and I feel nice. that that love and that pain and that forgiveness mm. for everything. And uh, there's nothing that this world can do to harm me. My all my see, treasures once, are stored in heaven. Doctor Randy, see, once you lose your fear of death, you also lose your fear of living. It's the irony of this. It's like, if you're afraid of dying, you, you don't realize how much that limits what you do in life. And I, you know, I had an NDE as you know, I was thinking I was sixth grader uh, where I was choking and ended up out of my body in a beautiful place. And uh, you no know, one, even though I can't convince, nor do I try to convince somebody that my experience was real, nor that you could, but you share it and you go, look, it, it, you, it's not for me to convince you. It's not even necessary for, for me to convince you. I don't need to, because I had my personal experience as did you. And it exactly. changed you. And then you become a living example for living not in fear of life or death or both, but that which wants to live fully, fully engaged Absolutely. in all of the wonderful gifts that are here for us. And we don't want to ask for permission where none is required. And when it comes to healing, the only permission you need is permission you give to yourself because God already gave us permission for it. Our birthright is in healing. Whether Look you're what a, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He Whether gave us our bodies have an innate ability to heal. We're not like a mm -hmm. car that needs a changed tire. We can actually, you know, uh, reproduce and right. stem cells and anti-inflammatory processes in our own body. God created us to heal. Sure. Oh, except he didn't give us masks. Darn it. <laughs> right. The masks. Yeah. There's no study. Actually, there are some studies on PubMed that try to say that, that they work or they decrease hospitalization of all things. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame what we have done to our children because they should be especially outside running around the track at a high school, able to not run with a mask on, inhaling the toxins inside of the mask. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just that it's 
shake my head. I don't want to say anything mean, but here we go. Uh, by the way, your um, website, arandamdenterprises.com. Uh, you have authored many, many books here. You have something called an I-Mask Plus Protocol. If I click on that, it goes to something called spycopathy. Is this like related to spike protein damage in the body? Yeah, so uh, the IMAS Plus protocol is part of the frontline COVID uh, critical uh, COVID care uh, group that I am a referral doctor in. And then mm -hmm. Spikeopathy is another website I have. Uh, and that explains a spike protein. Although I will say that today, I think there's more evidence that it's not exactly the spike protein in mm -hmm. particular that's causing all the problem, especially with the vaccines, but it's also the lipid nanoparticles, which Moderna's uh, patent uh, has some language in there that the nanoparticles and 5G uh, are integrated. So mm -hmm. there's more and more things coming out that it may not just be the spike protein, but the lipid yeah. nanoparticles, as well as the aluminum, uh, different additives in the vaccine that we know, uh, the PEG, right? The polyethylene glycol sure. that cause some of the side well, effects and, even. And we also know the energetic realities of life, sending uh, broadcast invisible signals through various generations of wireless technology. Now the fifth generation also triggering and certain people are more sensitive overtly than others. And, you know, th this is the thing about their level of plausible deniability is that, see, if it's not happening to everybody the same way, then it's not real. I'm like, wait a second. Is there something called bioindividuality? There are certain metabolic distinctions and differences in each of us, strengths and weaknesses, et cetera. No, no that's not to be considered. It either causes it in everybody or it's not the cause of any problems. This is where they say, we don't know what it is, but we know it's not the vaccine. I'm like, Wait, wait, you don't know what it is, but you know, how did you determine it wasn't the, well, we just know you got to believe I'm like, it's more cult than it is science. Well, you know, I think it would be a lot more believable if the CDC actually analyzed the VAERS reports. If they said one single word about one single adverse event on their website that has millions of adverse events, hospitalizations, stillborn, births, loss of fertility, blood clot, stroke, the list goes on and on and on, deaths. And they say that none of them, not one single one is due to the vaccine, which is statistically impossible. So they make themselves unbelievable. Yeah, they're not credible is the point. And the more, more we... Well, finally come to that conclusion, the more we can now move forward, not looking for approval by them, but making them more obviously, the word absurd comes to mind, buffoons also, morons. I mean, these aren't pleasant words for everybody to hear, but why would we listen to people that actually don't know, that are just parroting press releases or commandments from organizations, governmental and non-governmental, that have conflicts of interest, whether they be economic or otherwise, designed not to heal us, but to disempower us and to make us live in fear, as I said, so that we are subject to their masking guidelines, mandatory injections, prohibitions on traveling, going even out of your home. We've seen that in Western-style democracies like Canada, uh, New Zealand, uh, and Australia, and many European nations, and even some evidence in certain states more than others in the United States, where the government and the people cooperating with them actually have the audacity and the belief that they can say, no, you can't leave your home unless you mask up, unless you have a vaccine, and we're going to make sure you have a digital ID. To do. I mean, we talk about transhumanism here as another mm -hmm. harsh reality wake-up mm -hmm. for those 
if you're in the medical profession and don't realize how much they're utilizing you to, to push forward that agenda, your cooperation is critical for them. Otherwise, they're going to have to go to Walmart checkout clerks to engage their propaganda. And I don't think that'll work as well. Exactly. And I think also that, uh, you know, pushing the vaccines on people took away a lot of their ability to free think. And if we could get people to accept like one thing, like why don't, why doesn't the CDC validate one single death from the vaccine? If they could just do something like that, maybe they could make a, a better case for themselves. But the unbelievers, the trusting people, should be able to look at that and say, okay, plant a seed. There's something a little bit wrong with that. There just has to be something. And the other thing is, where does where where do you think this leads? Because if we're passive and one day we wake up uh, mm -hmm. and nothing happens, I think that a lot of history shows civil disobedience, like what the farmers and the truckers did, uh, yeah. has really changed things. And then uh, bef you know, that happens before actual riots and revolution with weapons and mm -hmm. death. Think about our vulnerabilities, though, as we witnessed what happened to those in Canada that protested and were good people said, you know, we, we don't want to be experiments. We don't want to be required just to do our jobs to get an experimental injection. How unreasonable was that? Right. No, of course, it was far too reasonable. We can't have that. And well, what do they do? They they lock them out of their ability to participate in the economy. Mm -hmm. And I say this to bring up, again, an area of vulnerability. If you think. For all, those of us who say, oh, I would never uh, participate, I would not endorse it, I would not do it, and then they starve you out because you didn't yeah. realize the vulnerability you had is that you rely on a banking system that is completely connected to these, well, World Economic Forum, other things mm -hmm. that are establishing, again, a control feature or features that maybe provide some level of illusion that you have freedom. But the freedom, as they describe it, is that you'll own nothing and you'll like it. In other words, you'll have no control of your life and you'll be completely dependent upon those who are monitoring your behavior electronically or otherwise. And in good behavior, yes, you can go out today. You can go to the grocery store. Yeah, you can. What? But hey, you know what? We don't like uh, what you said on social media. We don't like mm -hmm. your beliefs, political or religious or otherwise. And now we can lock you out of the economy because you are so tied into a banking system tied to num numbering you and your, your kids like cattle, like beasts in the field. And I brought this up over time. This is an uncomfortable discussion because it's like, well, I get it here on the medicine side, but don't tell me on uh, the banking system is involved too. Well, clearly it is. We've seen that. So how do we become less vulnerable or not vulnerable at all should they decide to do that? Exactly. Well, and the food supply too, because right now there's a new law saying that if you have a farm or you're growing vegetables in your backyard, the government wants to know how much and, and how big your plot of land is so they can maybe track everybody that's doing it and throw yeah. pesticides from the sky. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But yeah, the banking system. So one of the things that some actual doctors have done is open up grocery stores under a PMA that have no regulation on masking, the, the private membership association mm -hmm. or agreement is what the public can come in and sign. And then it's like having a grocery store out of your house as far as the laws are concerned. Even prohibition states can uh, serve alcohol and sell it from inside their structure. Mm 
So I think that maybe where banking might be heading towards where people are obviously, you know, trying to buy more silver and gold so that they're not dependent on just currency. They're moving money out of big banks and putting them into a small local bank in a small town that's privately owned with maybe mm -hmm. just one or two chains. So there's a lot of and, and they're stocking up on survival gear, uh, solar power uh, sources and things like that. Yeah. And this is the, uh, I think, you know, in our ancestry, we talk about how did we survive to be even alive? If we look back at our lineage going back <laughs> generations and generations, like only recently did we have the lives that we've existed in and enjoyed, particularly for those of us born in the 20th century, we didn't have to grow our own food. For instance, food magically appeared our entire life in grocery stores. We just show up whenever we're hungry and poof, there it is, or a drive through we don't know what it is like to be human on planet earth, except for this little blip in the entire history of humanity. And we have young people complaining about pronouns. Mm -hmm. And if they're hungry, they're not going to care so much about pronouns at that point. And so I urge folks, and this is what we do on this show as well. We talk a lot about food production, growing our own food and storing it, doing all the things we need to do to survive well, look, even without intentional non-governmental globalist agendas to weaken us or depopulate us, there have been famines throughout history. There have been natural disasters throughout history that we've had to survive. And we've got messages uh, in various spiritual texts, the Bible included, that say, hey, you know what? You want to prepare just in case these things happen. And yet we have become so accustomed to the magic of poof, there it is, that we are very vulnerable because we are not self-sufficient and I am not fully self-sufficient. I don't, as I speak out for that, I am trying little bit by little bit as fast as I can to be more. And part of it is that no one can do it alone, but this is not me arguing for communism, but community by a choice. We're left to your own accord, not with overlords intervening, telling us to hate one another and fear one another. It is in our best interest to get to know people we live near and to talk about concerns that we both share, and to perhaps grow things. You grow this, I'll grow that. We'll help each other out. Not because we're told to, but because it's just smart. <laughs> Something we've lost, the ability to be smart and communicable, not in terms of disease, but in a spiritual responsibility sense. Exactly. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to keep doing as a community is uh, strengthening the bonds that we have, not only with our neighbors, but also with our, our families and inside our households. Many households don't even sit down anymore for a dinner. Everybody's grabbing something out of the refrigerator at different times, hardly ever sitting at a dinner table together. And, and a hashtag family on various uh, social media outlets has been minimized. So, and the he, she, has done that too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and try to get kids under 18 to get their own vaccine without their parents' consent, all the, the freedoms that they want our children to be able mm -hmm. to do when our children belong to us is all a motive to separate the family and disengage the unit, get our, our younger generations used to AI and neutral uh, objects that walk and talk like humans. Mm. Yeah, transhumanism, another thing that's disconnecting us from our divinity. Uh, and that is for me, the role of a real healer or doctor of any kind is not to find the right remedy, even though that might be part of the, the mechanics of being a doctor of some kind, but it's to reconnect you to the source of all healing. And that is your divinity. And from there we are guided 
yes, through intelligence, through our minds, but to worship the mind like we have kind of fallen prey to in the West, we have supplanted spirit and divinity with a computer. And of course, that's transhumanism converting this idea that we are merely you know, molecules, we're a brain, and we could just unplug it or plug it into a computer, and then you're more, you're awesome. And these people actually believe it. Many of them believe that they become gods when they do this. That's, the, you know, transhumanism. It's filled with arrogance, no humility at all, no humbleness to the, the very complexity of creation itself and how man doesn't have the intelligence to do even a fraction of that. As we try through science and scientific endeavor and even scientific, um, what we call various protocols that we could develop, scientific methods to learn about the world. It wasn't to eliminate the spiritual connection. It was to understand creation itself. And that's where science is a companion to creation, I believe. But when it becomes something else like the mind alone, devoid of spirit, devoid of divinity, devoid of God, that's when it becomes very problematic, dangerous, and destructive. And you know what? I have. I went to Oral Roberts University Medical School when it was still open, and we learned. We were taught in a very Christian way. There weren't any dirty jokes during anatomy class. Uh, we prayed with our patients. Our attending physicians uh, prayed mm. with our their patients. So we learned how to do that as well. And I wow. think that. Uh, uh, I was on the Adam King show a, a couple of times now. The last one was Wednesday and we keep talking about, he read the, actually the entire Moderna patent because he has mm -hmm. patented things before as you have. And uh, one of the things that's in there I didn't know about was that there's a, inside the patent, there's a way for them to turn your body's, it seems like vital signs, your, your, uh, functioning and the physiology of your body mm -hmm. into actual cryptocurrency and it's in the patent so Why we have to surprised? right so we have to like keep god number one keep mm -hmm. our spirituality realize that our words have power we should speak life into our lives mm -hmm. and refrain from being you know, like even speaking real negative things that harm our own soul but i think that this is a big area that is uh, that opposes transhumanism, mm -hmm. the spirituality aspect. Yeah. Once uh, medicine is devoid of spirit, it becomes destructive, dangerous, and toxic. And, and you know, the what we call the, the healing arts, as they used to be referred to, um, there's a vitalistic view. There are many forms of medicine that are vitalistic. They look at vital force, like homeopathy, like chiropractic, even early osteopathic medicine, which wasn't about drugging. It was about, you know, moving bones in a sense and freeing up the flow of energy and of course what does that mean energy uh, how do we produce energy yes we need minerals for the conducting and all of that but really we are energetic spiritual beings inhabiting these bodies that when we leave these bodies at the end of that life cycle you look at that is that what we were that so-called machine that body or are we something far greater and i think again materialistic reductionism in medicine has wrong gone wrong because it ignores that vital force that life force that spirit that essence of who we really are and we know that the government doesn't want us to know that because had they had they done that they would have emphasized the importance of getting well staying away from the high risk factors that land you in the hospital for covid or any other disease in the first place and and heal your obesity heal the diabetes Reverse, I've reversed insulin-dependent diabetes with with mm -hmm. diet. 
and a little exercise walking, get a dog. You know, I mean, there's like so many different things, but like our government failed us there too by by minimizing early treatment and prevention, which is what they've always been bad at. And they have tricked most of the American people into thinking that when they walk into a doctor's office, they want to walk out with a prescription and everything we have can be fixed by a pill. Yeah, that's what I say, the drug deficiency syndrome, which isn't real. Uh, yet uh, doctors are all too willing because of their training, unless they outgrow their training and learn other things, uh, are willing to just fulfill that as their uh, primary purpose. And that was my uncle, the medical doctor, warned me. He's like, you will be miserable if you do this. And I didn't realize what he was saying until, uh, you know, again, at Emory University, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what he was talking about. He knew my spirit. <laughs> You're lucky you had him, that he could say that to you and give you that insight. I know your, your uncle, the doctor tells you, don't <laughs> be a doctor, so what, what? but he really, he was miserable in that profession, even though he did his best to help people, but he, yeah. you know, only in, in the last year of his life, he was dying from cancer or ultimately the treatment oh, for cancer. And, it, and finally, when yeah. he gave up on the treatment and just said, this is just miserable, he began to, to paint and draw. And I saw him, you know, in the last year of his life and my dear beloved uncle oh. Bob and he was smiling and joyous like I'd never seen him just being creative, you know, but it was obviously too late to continue that life. His body had been so ravaged at that point. And, you know, this is, this is the life journey we have. And our, our, we hope that we learn from our ancestors while they're still alive, but Hey, we can also learn from history. If we really dig deep and find out the unedited versions, you know, like by keeping us uh, from our history, we right. are devoid of connections between cause and effect, which means that it, it, all life is a random walk, right? And therefore, our overlords will step in and, well, you know, it's just too dangerous without us. We'll manage your life. We'll protect you. And people fall for it. They want safety. Like, look, one of the things that life has is the risk of it ending, at least physically. And that yet your experience Dr. Randa, when you had that out, you know, near-death experience, as I have, and many people in this audience may have as well, recognize that that is an illusion as well, death. It is an illusion, absolutely. And uh, I, I was going to also say that uh, your uncle and his art and making that choice is what likens us to God by having mm. our free will. And, and it also separates us from the angels. Mm. who we think are magical that, you know, we have this free will as a gift and God made us in that image. And that's a responsibility that we have to, to live this life mm -hmm. to the fullest, because when we go into our spiritual bodies in, in the next life, as we cross over, we, you know, I, I had a silhouette of my body. I had arms and legs. They dangled in outer space. And, mm -hmm. and I kind of floated up this stairway to heaven in mm -hmm. my spiritual body. And I actually felt God's light hit my right leg and he was to my left and it ascended up my body. So I had that light experience. So I, I was actually physically feeling mm -hmm. something physiologic. But mm -hmm. the fact that we have arms and legs and we can walk and we can talk, we have hair, we have like our entire bodies are just such a miracle. And for all of us that rotated through OBGYN, an obstetrics ward, delivered babies, you do, you go to a pediatric ward and you say, I came out of there as a medical student saying to myself, mm -hmm. I don't know how any of us come out normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite astonishing. 
But, it, uh, you know, this journey is so exciting. And, it you know, is. we can, and I certainly can fall prey to looking around and going, man, this is really, really rotten what's going on here. But it's the opportunity we have to reawaken, to regain our senses and the senses that we are connected to something far greater than any governmental institution, medical institution, university. I mean, all these things that have become worshipful to the Western mindset that we've grown up with. And, you know, look, everybody's got a different belief, religion, spiritual practice. This is not me dictating to anybody about that because I believe, you know, God made us individually to come back by choice, you know? And, and yet we are frightened away from making the choice to recognize our divinity. Why? Because then we're malleable and controllable by those that want to pretend they're gods over us. But it's part of the, I guess, the play, the grand play as it was designed. And it's a maturation. And use that term. I love that. I talk about maturing in many ways. We talk about from childhood to adulthood, but maturing spiritually to be able to see beyond the mental constructs and the programming that were not given to us by God, but by man and his arrogance mm -hmm. that would disconnect us from that divinity. Absolutely. And I think that once we reach this epiphany of maturation, it helps us to solidify who we are and what our beliefs are. And that means that whether it's masks or anything else, the, you know, the mark of the beast, anything else, mm -hmm. we don't do that, which is not from God. Not in alignment we, with our, yeah. That's right. We, we do, we keep our, our humanity. We keep our spirituality. We don't let anybody change us. And that's how I got out of bed being 12 years, looking at the ceiling. Wow. I, I didn't look at what, what I was. I, everybody left me. I had no friends and no family. I was left. I was left to die. How is and, it possible you could be smiling and happy and being right? Because this is the commitment I made, and this is the gift of God that you have true peace and true happiness. And I, I decided I was going to come out of that with a smile on my face. I wasn't going to mm. let anything affect who mm. God made me to be. Yeah, beautiful. Now we only have a few minutes left, and I, I just adore you. You're just. So much fun thank already, you. and thank you for being here with me. And I can't wait to, to meet you in so-called real life. But uh, if there are any upcoming events, well, let, let me know. You've written so many books, and I know one of the subjects that you're you know about, and people have asked a lot about the blood transfusion issue. I don't know if you can kind of take that down to a short burst response for sure. people that are worried. Sure. Buyhisblood.com is an organization that has a co-op. And actually, they could use a lot of donations because they funded it themselves, a husband and wife team. I just spoke to uh, Jen this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, so they uh, have a co-op where you find out what your blood type is. You're sort of on call and they have a database. So if there's an emergency and you need to go in to, uh, for elective surgery, say, mm -hmm. and you might need a blood transfusion, number one, if you have that advanced knowledge, you could go in and pre-donate. You can ask sure. for an operation that uh, uses methods to not lose as much blood. And there's a lot of things there too, but mm -hmm. you can sign up and then uh, get a blood transfusion from somebody who's not been vaccinated. Wow. And so that's outside of the Red Cross because they seem to have a monopoly on the blood bank. Well, the FDA says there's no 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 need to mark blood as being vax or unvax. And the Red Cross says that they don't even keep track of it, which mm -hmm. uh, nobody yeah, believes, either one of them. Yeah. yeah. What a mess. So uh, by right. his blood, what is that? By, say it again. By, 
by, I, I believe it's byhisblood.com is a Christian. Uh, is it B-Y based, or B-U-Y? I think it's B-Y. B-Y, byhisblood.com. I have a substack on that. Yeah, by, okay. blessedbyhisblood.com. That's what it is. Oh, blessedbyhisblood.com. Thank you. I want to be sure yes. people can have that and participate, support it. Uh, yes. Also, we don't have time to go into other discussions of things that could be utilized instead of blood to replace plasma like uh, isotonic solutions of diluted seawater, like uh, here we go back to Quinton and his studies. Also, uh, back in World War II, evidence that they utilized coconut water to replace plasma and that you could re replenish and rebuild. And so I want people to know that it's not just about blood banking. That's right. But there are other ways. But again, the monopoly on medicine pro prohibits, in many cases, this innovation from hitting the marketplace of medicine and healing. Well, and the tribal Indians may be another avenue to bypass that as well. Beautiful. Well, uh, Dr. Randy, are there any upcoming events? I'm going to be at the Red Pill Expo this weekend in Salt Lake City, and we have amazing folks coming to join us there. Uh, what do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, we have on my uh, substack at the rebel patient dot com, uh, dot substack. We're going to open up a chat and do different things there so we can see what we want to talk about and what issues we may be missing. But my biggest thing right now is that I want to bring people that need uh, to follow us and sort of start to see the light and to gradually, gradually bring them into it. Okay. Final headline, quick comment. Pfizer's Paxlovid is a fraud. It's time to yank it from the market. Agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah. Well, there's links up in the show notes to uh, Dr. Margaret Aranda and her Substack and all the wonderful things she's doing. You are welcome here anytime, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Uh, and that's the uplifting conversation we try to do in the midst of a lot of things that might not feel so uplifting. We got to acknowledge that, but we can work beyond it. We can outcreate it. You have been given the powers of co-creation. Do you want to use it negatively for destruction or do you want to use it to uplift yourself and others? Huh? You know, I think if you're hanging out here, you know what and I know what you want. I appreciate you so much. Thank you to Dr. Margaret Oranga. We are going to talk growing food and soil, the basis for which you can grow healthy, organic things to sustain life, not destroy it. Uh, Doug Fletcher is going to be up there with a farmer, a friend uh, at the Red Pill Expo, and he might be joining me in studio as we get ready to do the Red Pill Expo next hour. Uh, God bless y'all. Thank you for being here. Links are up in the show notes. Please say thanks to those that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. If you're not already getting the newsletter, Text my initials, RSB, to the number 22828, 22828, text RSB to that. There it is. And you'll be plugged into the newsletter and get up to date on all the stories and opportunities for health and healing that we love to bring about for you. Thank you once again. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing before the Red Pill Expo. And all I need to do is remind you and me, the power to heal is yours. Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. Thank you all for being here. A wonderful first hour as we're heading into the Red Pill Expo. Poof, somebody's in my studio. How did this happen? Doug Fletcher beamed in from, uh, I don't know, some organic soil starship that is actually grounded on the planet, doing amazing work. 
And I want to welcome him to the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're going to be hanging out at the Red Pill Expo this weekend. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. Awesome. And yep. Super Don, you got to make sure the levels are good. I know we talked about that headset microphone being a little hot compared to mine. Uh, and uh, open it up. Let's let's chat here. And uh, where are you, Super D? There you are. Look at that. Hi you know, there. And he's much bigger than I am, but he's really kind. He's sitting behind me a little bit and and lower to make it look like I'm big. So thank yes. you. I appreciate you. Uh, so let's check the levels. Uh, say hi to Super Don. Hi, Super Don. Hello there. Hey, man. Give him a little hey. bit more so we can look at those levels. Oh, can you hear me? How's this I sound? can hear you. You could actually bring him up just bring a hair. Bring him up? Okay. Just a hair. Go ahead. One hair. One hair. Not right. One hair, this hair. One That'll hair, do. that works. So, uh, you know, this hour on the show, I want to talk a lot about growing food and what it takes to do it right, what it takes to bring life to your food, much less food to your life. And it starts with the soil. And we'll talk about that with Doug. And he's got some insights. And he's, uh, I, did we first meet at like the Advanced Medicine Conference? We did. With Dr. Batar? Uh, Is it the one South in South Dakota? Dakota? Yeah. Yes, so, and then uh, you have been traveling around. You were at the Health Freedom Expo. And you also, from the Health Freedom Expo, you drove down to Dr. Batar's ranch, yeah. connected him with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm excited about this weekend, another Red Pill Expo. Also, plugging into what you know about the soil and sharing it not only with the audience, but with me. And I can actually put it to the test in my greenhouse. And the soil right now is going to be wintering for the that which is in the soil in the beds. But uh, that which is in the greenhouse is actively growing. So I'll actually be able to have visual experiments and, and proof of concept here. Our first story, though, from the Defender this hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show, it says this headline, industrial farming linked to respiratory disease in rural communities. Subheadline, rural communities in the U.S. risk dangerous exposure to agricultural toxins linked to increased risk or rates of respiratory disease, according to a new study. Now, this is the idea that, uh, you know, Monsanto and DuPont in the 20th century all did based out of World War II, Nazi Germany primarily, the experiments that were done. But even in World War II, there were experiments on chemical munitions with mustard gases and things like that. Uh, they decided after World War II, hey, man, we've got all of this extra stuff, all of this chemicals, nitrogen, everything. Rather than making bombs, which we'll get back to in a moment, we're, let's throw that stuff on the soil. NPK, NPK, NPK. And so they saw massive growth blooms and the crops with these pelletized versions of these elements, nitrogen, uh, phosphorus, potassium. And yet, all except the organic farmers, those that were really connected to the soil, they all were enamored by this process and said, my gosh, this is better than the manure we've been using and the re you know all the things we did to grow food over generations. And we adopted this modern chemical agricultural system that then grew, well, not healthy, fast growth, big plants, but that were, were sick, in fact, were vulnerable then to suddenly pest infestation. And because of the allopathic, arrogant mindset of man stepped in to be ignorant of creation and the rules set down by our creator, said, you know what? Those pests are bad. Forget that God created them for a reason and purpose. Let's develop toxic poisons based on those chemicals and oils that we used to and, and, and change them and we'll kill the pests. And then they did that and they poisoned the, the, the soil. They poisoned the plants that grew in the soil. They poisoned the animals and the humans that ate that. And that became the, the time of synthetic agriculture that I grew up in the 1960s. My generation, Gen X, one of the first canaries of the coal mine 
of seeing where this was going to lead that has become commonplace in terms of chronic, debilitating, inflammatory diseases, degenerative diseases, almost from the day you're born now with these kids. On top of all the other things modern medicine does to poison you directly through drugs and injections. Now, I lay this out as a broad starting point for my friend Doug, who's here in studio, Doug Fletcher, to build on, because I don't want to assume everybody knows the story, and I'm just giving you the short version of it. The organic farmers, the biodynamic farmers understood you poison the soil, you poison the food, you poison the things that eat the food, and on and on it goes. And then we have a world filled with cancer and worse. So, Doug, anything I said was wrong you want to add, fill in the blanks? No, I mean, you know, that's that was anyone at the end of the rabbit hole. That's kind of where it goes. You know, they poison the soil, which poisons the food, which poisons the brain. They've done it with the water as well. So originally when I was looking, you know, to kind of exit and build in the northern California area, um, you know, this is a, a story that I tell in its entirety. It's kind of a long one. But, uh, you know, I, I had a recurring dream over and over and I was told to kind of go to a place where I had built greenhouses in uh, 2012 with some expatriate guys that said that there was a upcoming food famine coming. Not to mention the fact that it was, you know, the food and water was poison and these guys had had it and they were building in a certain area. Um, I was told to go back and that's kind of how I ran smack into Brian Jones. Yes. And, and Brian is someone who is, uh, I, I dare say a mystical farmer. There's something about this guy. You meet him and he, you know, he knows something. He knows stuff. And I don't see him going out yelling and screaming to the world and bragging about it, but just humbly going about and, and, and having a genuine passion and energy about him to say, I, I got to get this out there. Can anybody help? Can anybody help me get this out there? And, and Doug, it sounds like you answered the call. Well, that was it. I mean, you know, he's he's not completely not on the radar. Mm -hmm. You know, he did the starts for the Obama administration because he's they called him the plant whisperer originally. So now I've changed that to the soil guru, mm -hmm. you know, but Brian, uh, you know, he was at the University of Montana at a big talk and he stood up to the Monsanto rep and shook his finger and said, shame on you. You know, Brian's got the ability to reverse the glyphosate and atrazine damage done to Nebraska, Iowa, wherever mm -hmm. with his brews and some of the stuff that he's created. So he's a soil savant. <laughs> yeah. So what you've just heard from Doug is that once you realize how disastrous what we've been through, 100 years now or so of the degradation of the soil via modern agricultural factory farming practices, and we say, well, okay, we recognize there's a problem, but how do we remediate it? How do we correct the, the extreme damage, toxic poisons in the soil, glyphosate and more, genetic modifications, et cetera? How is it possible that we can restore life where it is now barren, even if it looks like life? As I talked about, the illusion that the food grown chemically is the same thing as food grown organically. And I'm not even using the definition of the USDA organic, but just that concept of food as the soil as nature as creation provides the health, the balance, the life forms, the minerals, all of those things that make it vital to provide for our sustenance. And so not only again, do you want good soil? Yeah, I want better soil. I work to rehabilitate it through various mechanisms and means that I know of, but are there others that have done way more than we know? And maybe I think Brian is plugged in. He absolutely is. And, you know, in this weird spiritual war that we're in, I believe that this was divinely inspired. And I do believe him when he says he gets his downloads and dreams. And, it, you know, uh, where do we start? I mean, he's the proud owner of two billion worms. 
So <laughs> that's a good a, place to start. Vermiculture, yeah. they call right. it. Right. And his worms eat yeah. a stage three to five rotted log, which they, it's a mycelium. So what they cast in their um, what the worms cast into his soil uh, is a neural network that if any plant is nutrient deficient because of the mycelium, it will go and replace anything in that, you know, wherever whatever you're growing, um, because of the mycelium network, it'll create an atmosphere to where he's doubling and tripling yields and you're getting nutrient-dense food from nutrient-dense soil, which just doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So mycelium, we're talking about the, the mushroom, the fungi. Um, there have been people like Paul Stamets and many others right. that have explored the fungi, the role of mushrooms, mycelium, the connectedness, the communication within the planet, the soils, etc. the corrective measures that we would rely on this. Yet, how did Brian figure this out? You said dreams, downloads. I mean, I think direct inspiration from God or a creator. Uh, well, that's that's the story. <laughs> that is his story. And, you know, tell it too. I hate to take it away from him. Um, he, he saw Fantastic Fungi, the Paul Stamets movie, and he started mm -hmm. crying. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. He just knows what he was told to do, and he's done it. And, you know, when I met him, I, you know, it's a very interesting story, but I went to go see, you know, the reality of it. Okay, Brian, you tell me your soil is the best. And I went to a lab in Arizona and it's an international lab. There's some odd 200 some odd countries in the world. Uh, they tested for 180. And although he's an impartial lab, Daniel at IAS, mm -hmm. he kind of pointed me in the direction of the top of the list. And Brian was on the top of them all. Um, nutrient deficiency or efficiency, uh, the fastest growing plant. Um, he's got some of the cannabis records, which is people love that. Um, anyway, and and what I really wanted to see, I did. I walked outside and they had paid him something like $11,000 to put that in their raised beds. These people give these guys soil to use. Mm -hmm. They paid Brian for his, Okay, you know, his flick of seed soil. The name is flick of seed because any dummy can do it. You just <laughs> flick a seed and water it and he's done all the work for you. It's alive. You know, and most soil is dead. Right. So flick a seed soil. Is that a, a website too? Uh, he, he has, he does. We've created something. Um, he has, he put together something called a sweet corn organic nursery. So he's sitting on anywhere between 600 and 800 non GMO organic heirloom seeds and his amendment line. But the soil information is on something that I've created recently, which is called flick gardens and greenhouses. That's kind of he and I's take on things. So it's got some a description of the soil and how you can get, you know, us. And now we can get you into greenhouses and get you up self-sufficient and self-sustainable. Yeah, I see. And we have Super Don put it in the notes today, y'all. This is so this is as important as anything we ever cover here to get you guys and gals out there back to growing healthy food that supports life. To rehabilitates the soil, corrects the things that are already there. And it sounds like this soil can do that. And we'll get more into that. And, and uh, this is the first of many, of course, discussions. But Flick Gardens and Greenhouses.com, F-L-I-C-K. I also see something called Exit and Build AZ for Arizona.com, Exit and Build AZ. It looks like the same site, just a different name. It is. I mean, you yeah. know, guys have reached out to me. I'm not a computer guy, and neither mm -hmm. is Brian. Brian's a farmer, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was an athlete. So we people have kind of seen what we're doing and have reached out to try to help us. So this is the best we can, we can do. Um, everything that I do as far as exiting, you know, any three, four, or five G arena that are these major cities to go out to the country to pull clean water to grow clean food. It goes around Brian's soil. 
Yeah. So. so I see that you have bags for sale. I guess you can ship them. Um, you're traveling around with him often delivering it to places. Have, have there been more experiments on this that more video productions on, you know, here's, here's what we had. Here's what we did when we had the soil and this is what happened. Uh, there has, and, you know, we're really excited that, you know, Dr. Batar is, he, <laughs> we made a deal with him. He's going to do take video footage and we're really nice. excited about that. I mean, the few times I've met you guys, I just was really heavy to, I wanted to talk to you about all kinds of stuff yeah. <laughs> and it came out. We got to talk about this soil. Yeah. Agreed. And I am happy to do the same uh, with my little experiment. It's not massive, mm. but still, where do we have to start? We got to start s small as we can. Our, our first garden was a one raised bed, then two, and then, uh, variations of Hugel culture. And now we have two greenhouses and, uh, to put this stuff to the test, which I have no doubt it will succeed. There's a picture. Hey, super put that up uh, full screen. Uh, uh, was that at the health freedom expo recently? We did that, that was at Trinity, not this last year, but the, the year one before. before that. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. And so that that's Brian. Yeah. He doesn't like that picture. He likes oh. letting his beard go and yeah. everything else. I cleaned him up for there that. There we go. There's some <laughs> more pictures there. The one with the, the bigger beard. But, uh, oh, yeah, there you are with Judy Mikovits. Mm -hmm. Look at that. We got some great shots there. They just, met, they just met a week ago. So you have some of the folks that are working with you now, which is great news, and we need more of that. And those of you who have little gardens, indoor, outdoor, greenhouses, whatever, uh, I'd love for you to plug in to the Flick Gardens and Greenhouses.com. Uh, Flick, F-L-I-C-K, Gardens and A-N-D, Greenhouses. Com. It's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. It's 11 11 22. Interesting date, isn't right, it? Right. You're into numbers and things. Mm. Uh, and then you have soil amendments I'm seeing on the page. You little, little bags of soil amendments in addition to the soil bags themselves. Can you describe how to use either? Brian, Brian's got an all-inclusive sort of a kit. I mean, the soil will do a ton by itself, but the shipping with that, you're, you're getting a bag that's between 38 and 50 pounds, so it's kind of difficult. Shipping is different than the amendments. Mm -hmm. So you sort of we sort of have to figure out you know and, and they're not making it easy for the farmer right now diesel's going oh, up yeah. uh, peat moss is going up and so that's kind of why brian's not sitting with me now uh, but he will be here in that's some odd pill. hours and he'll be okay. here at red pill yeah okay. and we're bringing at least a few hundred bags with us excellent yeah well great y'all plug into this come to the, another reason to come to the red pill expo yeah. get some soil that you can Im implement into your gardens right now or your greenhouses right now and see the difference Absolutely. And, and if you haven't got the heirloom seeds, uh, you've got those as well, which we need to save. We need to continue to have things that provide seeds for the future as well. And those are really easy to get over the internet. Um, the soil, it would just, we would have to pencil it, but we can, you know, it's 22 sacks in a super sacks, which is a one ton bag that we can put on a semi and technically get it all over the country. It just at this time, it has to pencil out for everybody. And if you tell your friends, we can, you know, change your lives through the soil. You know, we're doubling and tripling people's yields. And, uh, you know, it's just a different feel when you're when you're eating nutrient-dense food. <laughs> it's trippy. Yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, the you got greenhouse kits and different things to, to do as well. We have smaller ones as well, yeah. and that's sort of new. So we can do the little backyard ones now. Sure. So we picked up kind of another business and people that want to help us. That's my greenhouse. I'll, I'll show you after the show. I'll, I'll tour you at ours, um, designed by a guy that's been doing it in this area, high desert, uh, mountain desert. Uh, for the last 10 years and it's a very interesting design innovative design as well utilizing the the thermal mass being water to retain in the in the, during the daytime and, and it and it just rele releases its uh, thermal mass overnight requiring no electrical input at all 
And uh, again, I think it'd be fascinating to, do, to tour it. And again, I'm excited to put some of the soil in or the amendments into play to see how we do. It's things are going well this year. This is our second year doing it. And I, I'm uh, encouraged to accelerate the growth and accelerate the growth, the learning curve, if you will, from people like Brian that have done that. And, and Doug, you're a champion for him to bring that out. Something inspired you that said, this is so important. You're willing, you're traveling all over, you're driving long distance flight, whatever you can do to get the word out. You are tireless in your efforts to do so. Well, thank you for saying that, but I know what the collective needs and it's this, and this was God inspired. I can't describe it any other way. It was a recurring dream. Mm -hmm. I listened and I took appropriate action. Mm -hmm. I met Brian seven years ago. We joked that he's my hetero life mate. (laughs) <laughs> and he's an amazing guy yeah. also when you're buying his soil in the amendments you have him you can call him mm-hmm. you know he'll talk to you about any problem your garden has and he'll fix it oh he's so excited to talk to you about this it's, it's his life you can it see is. it it's his mission uh there is a phone number of yours I, I hesitate to give it out but this is to schedule a phone consultation what what do you do on a phone console for people that are hearing this and going I know I want this, but I'm not sure. I need, I got questions, Doug. I, I want to call you. What is that okay to give it out? It's, it's, a, it, well, sure, you can. I mean, it, it's going to be, it's tough because I've been all around the country and I keep giving him my personal phone number. Yeah. I didn't know what else to do. Um, I knew this was going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I would say, if depending on where you're at, is, you know, we just got to figure out the appropriate amount to get on a semi and to get out to you, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it pencils. But, you know, I can tell you as much as I can tell you that mycelium network will go as long as you're not using, uh, chemicals mm-hmm. that mycelium network will go on top of anything that you already have existing and so that that makes it pretty easy it's it's more of like an inoculant or an amendment itself mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely beautiful well a lot of options that you have uh to, yeah, that's uh, my own stuff that was it, a lot of fun four raised beds there in san diego oh you see the back picture there i, I couldn't yeah. even get near it i did yeah. a 90 day fast 55 days i couldn't get into the kale Wow. I mean, he's tripling yields, and it was just so alive and vibrant. The veins were, yeah, it's just a whole different thing, dude. The you know the the future of hunger is not good when you can grow food. You're not hungry. You got <laughs> access to food that sustains life as well. So very exciting what's happening here. Well, you're getting the enzymes as well, so your body be less hungry. Actually, sure, more efficient the utilizing the nutrients as well. Uh, so what else do we need to know about Brian and you and your journey? And maybe they want to invite you to come do a class, you know, a lecture, a talk. Does he do that? Do you do that? That's what we have been doing. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> again, it's really tough, uh, how they've made it, uh, monetarily. So it sort of has to, I hate to say that it, it kind of has to be worth it to get out there to take a trailer of dirt, yeah. you know, uh, to different States, but we love doing it. He's really good at doing it. We've reached a lot of people, um, you know, and we'll, we'll figure it out, uh, monetarily and we can make it pencil. He, he gives, you know, talks all around. Now this, this weekend at the red pill expo, are, are you, are he going to be speaking or it's more or less talking to people one-on-one and gathering information and disseminating this information? I wanted to talk to you about that because <laughs> of course, I mean, give him a stage and he'll tell you about it. Sure. Um, I just, we're, we're moving so fast and all over the country that we're here today. What do yeah. we do? And yeah. we'll figure it out. You know, well, we'll look forward to connecting you with so many people that are attending. And if you haven't figured out last minute, come on in Saturday, Sunday, uh, 12th and 13th of November coming up after the show, we'll be heading down to it. Uh, Red Pill Expo at Salt Palace Convention Center. And there's a discount code RSB, my initials to get you 10% off tickets. We hope that you can be there in person. For those of you who can't there, they will be streaming it live. I'll be emceeing the event and speaking. Uh, you do not have a drug deficiency. Um, a lot of what you heard about in the hour one where I was just like, I'm, you know, headlong into, uh, 
my PowerPoint, things I want to relate to people. And man, there's never enough time. So you, you hope that the spirit guides your tongue to get the information out in a way that will land. Much like every opportunity right. you have to speak this, that you want it to land. And I know not everybody's ready to hear this stuff or do that, but more people than ever, I think are ready to start their gardens. Even heck, Super Don, <laughs> he did a garden this year. We're so proud of Super Don. And in fact, he said to me before the show that he found some garlic bulbs that had uh, uh, sprouted. Is that right, Super D? It was in your raised bed that you left them there? No, they're in the kit. They're in the kitchen. What do you mean they're in the kitchen? No, you know, like you you, you have garlic and you set it aside, you know, because you're not going to use it, and you, you yeah. know, figure you use it later on down, so you put it in a bowl or something like okay. that. So it just started and sprouting on your kitchen. It just sprouted in the kitchen. I just like was hadn't looked at it in a while and went over yeah. there and there's all these green things like so sticking out of the plant, floor. You're going to plant it like in a little, uh, uh, I don't know, planter of some kind inside. I'm going to get like a pot or something, and I'm just going to plant it. It's because it's winter, you know, yeah. and I don't. I know that you can technically grow it. Oh, where'd we go? Oh. He disconnected. That was me. I hit, hit a key on the, on the, the keyboard. Long button. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to, I don't want to bother going outside. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try growing it inside. And apparently you can. So. See, I told you Doug was bigger than me. He stood up. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. He's so, been sitting down cool. for a while. I think he needs to stand up. Yeah. So whether you're growing indoors, outdoors, greenhouse, anything, this is the kind of stuff that can save your life and the life of your community. As you introduced it, I was thinking in terms of uh, outreach, you know, you're not probably not the only one growing wherever you live, find out who else is and go, Hey, let's talk about this stuff. Let's talk about the soil. And maybe we can get Doug and Brian up here to deliver some for the whole neighborhood, right? Pull your resources. Well, How that, about that? that? That would be it. And that's kind of the thing. We don't want to be the only person growing on your block. You know, no, if a, a food famine hits, which I don't know, which we're kind of expecting after a hundred plus different food factories have been destroyed. You don't want to be the only guy growing on your block. Now is the time to communicate with your friends and neighbors and figure it out. Come together. Yeah. And we can do that over food. Oftentimes that's the way to do it. Right. Now, when we find like <clears throat> bags of soil that you can get even quote unquote organic, you know, even at Walmart for all those places and other garden stores, how is it distinct and different from what you're doing? I know this is kind of a softball question, but I, I want people to understand some of the basics when we're talking about, obviously we don't want to get contaminated, horrible soil, but while the organic soil is a step in the right direction, it's typically not going far enough. You'll find, well, it's good soil, but it's not doing what I thought it would do. Oh, well, it's night and day. Once yeah. you see live soil, this mycelium-based, I mean, it's alive. Mm -hmm. It's got a whole entire thing. He's done all the work, so you don't – oftentimes people say, oh, I don't have a green thumb. I have a black thumb. Brian's done it all for you. Um, you know, and I don't know if I should not get specific about certain things. I've seen all the lab reports. I've literally seen what they think is the best in Costco and, and in Home Depot and all these things. And Brian blows it away, which is why he's number one. He's got the fastest uh, plant. He's got the fastest cannabis plant on record, the highest THC. By increasing the CBD, he's got the terpenes up to a seven. It's just, it's uh, growing it in it's this something particular different. Soil. But what he yeah. can do with cannabis, he can do with corn and cucumbers. Mm. which is the direction I'm kind right. of taking. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that, that is amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Super D, I know it's quiet. It's a Friday. Everybody's ready for the weekend, but I'm just excited about all the things that are going to happen at the Red Pill Expo, dude. It's going to be amazing. Before we go to that, though, I just want to yeah. mention, I never told you this, but what? the uh, the raised beds that I've got out in front here that mm -hmm. I did my garden in, Yeah, the soil ultimately that was put in there was there when I got here. And my, mm -hmm. my landlord was involved in putting those beds together. 
And I found out after the fact that the soil that he'd put in there was soil that was designed specifically for the cannabis growers here in in uh, in in the area. Really? And yeah, they they take their soil very seriously. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so you know, you had just, decent quality soil. I, compared well, to you that. saw what my tomato plants did. Oh yeah, you had it. It was good. It was. They were like you. mutant tomato plants. They like took over the whole front yard. It was just crazy. Wow. I've never seen t- tomato plants grow that that huge before. Oh, 10, 10 pound tomatoes. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people, I mean, we're up in Grass Valley, you know, in places that, you know, the cannabis capital. And what we have is more of an inoculant. So as long as you haven't used chemical, just sort of sprinkling, you know, we usually recommend three to four inches. Now that's, you're just getting the mycelium based network into that already existing soil. So if you don't use chemical, you're in great shape and we will just add to what you already you know, may have spent 10 years putting together. A maybe lot longer. less remediation in that case. Right. You don't need right. it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I did not know that, Super no. D. I, I told you to grow weed. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to go there. But, um, I, not, but I, I had, not that I have anything against weed, but I oh, just, okay. if I grow that stuff out in front of my house, it'll disappear. There's no, you know. Why? It's just what like, happens? Uh, people walk by and take it. I thought it's so abundant <laughs> that they wouldn't do that anymore. It's everywhere. No, no. no. People people it's will still Utah. take that stuff. So Yeah, well, Super Don's in southern Oregon, Klamath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a little different go. up there, right? but uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. This is exciting, folks. I hope you're uh, really excited about what's happening. This, there's a lot that you can go, oh, I'm bummed out about, right? I don't want to focus on it. Acknowledge it, but yes, move on and go, hey, you know, how do we outcreate the bad guys? All the people that don't want you free, don't want you anything but hungry and enslaved, for instance. You got to take these steps. That's why, you know, connecting with Doug and, and Brian is so exciting to me because it's going to enhance what I've already been trying to do for a lot of years. And our dearly departed friend, Liam Chef, was encouraging us to do all those years ago, you know, grow food. My gosh, we got to grow food. Remember, if everybody, the Sri Lanka experiment is interesting, even though they did it for what I perceive to be the wrong reasons to get better ESG scores, the the World Economic Forum, all that, to get loans from the IMF and World Bank, make them more dependent and slave to bankers. That's not a good idea. But Sri Lanka did it. They said, we are going all organic overnight. And the people went hungry. You can't transition to ma- from mass chemical agriculture to organics overnight, especially if very few people are growing their own food. That's part of this. Everybody has to get back to growing their own food. Now, no one ever, well, very few were producing 100% of everything that they needed. But that's why you have cooperatives, choice, freedom. Say, you know what? I'm going to grow this. You grow that. And we come together. That's what farmer's markets are for as well. That's actually, that's Renette Sanham's in California. And she's going to grow potatoes and strawberries. And her neighbors are going to grow other things. And they're Mm going to, you know, I got a friend that uses the word co-osimate. They're going to put it together. And, you know, revolution looks a lot different than what people think. It looks like growing your own food. Yeah. That's simple. It's very peaceful, in fact. The ultimate state of revolution is growing your own food. Becoming self-sufficient. Uh, now, are you, I go, uh, yeah, about a half hour more. I've got some more to discuss. You can hang out or you, if you want to chill out. But can you hang out? Because I want to take you out to the back and harvest some potatoes with you, show you what I've grown. I'm not going anywhere. You're the MC of Red Pill. I'm, I'm with you. All right, man. This is beautiful. All right. Well, anything else, Doug, that you forgot to mention that, no, I mean, not, not, you know, my phone number is there, the website, you know, okay. uh, DMF415000 on Instagram or the, the detox dealer. And, you know, if I can help you, I will. That's it. We're putting together communities in the four corners area of people that want to kind of exit and build and do their own thing. And if I can help you, I will. Well, God bless you, Doug Fletcher, for being who you are. 
And, 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 and to you, thank you so much, my friend, my superhero, you know, but in charge of all of the guys. I yeah. love it. Well, I appreciate uh, all of you that are out there doing whatever little bit. It's much bigger than you think it is. And um, whatever your passion mission is, please follow it, identify it, learn from it, and then go for it. There are a lot more people that will support you than will denigrate you. Yeah, some of the people that you know your whole life might not go along, might want to constrain you and go, I don't want to see you change. But the question is, uh, you know, why are you here? At this particular time, why? And, and then get connected to that and get out and do it. And uh, we'll continue to support you to do that. So, Doug, we hope that everybody reaches out to you and goes to Flick Gardens and the Greenhouses, and that's .com, to get some of the soil or the soil amendments. And we'll, we'll continue to talk over the weekend at the Red Pill Expo. Perfect. Everybody Thank come so on down much. and see him. And Brian, the farmer, he's going to be there too. See you guys there. Thanks, my brother. All right, that is Doug Fletcher doing an amazing job and uh, so good to see him and have him come through. And I can't wait. You know, Super Don, can you do the rest of the show? I just want to go out in the garden with with Doug right now. Uh, can You can handle that, right? Probably no. not. No, that would not be good. Be no. Mean. I wouldn't do that. Hey, uh, wh what's that screen you got up there? What is that? I see a, something, some that's, image. That's private. Oh, it is? That's I can't why, see That's that. why nobody else can see it. Okay. I didn't know what you were showing there. I was, yeah, I was, well, whatever. See, now, okay. now you have just determined what we were going to talk about next. No, I don't know. I look just, at it. I didn't can't help yourself. You just, you just had to just do that. I'm just, my mind is out in the I'm dirt. behind the scenes, doing the behind the scenes thing. And you just like, you know, you know, I'm really the man behind the curtain. You've, you've exposed me anyway. Well, I just say my limitation, I'm not the, the showman that, does I love to show people how the, you know the Robert Scott Bell show is done? I, I don't mind. Okay, it's like, but whatever. Well, what do we want to do next? How about I show you how billboards are done? We hadn't talked about this. We found out about this a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. But do you remember back? I uh, gosh, what was it? A week ago ish, somewhere around there. Before the Reawaken America tour, we yeah. had the folks <laughs> from uh, Banners for Freedom on. Yeah, Robert and his and wife. that was the the, the the what you saw there. This was okay. their website, Banners for Freedom. And one of the things that they do, among other things, is they put up billboards uh, and putting out the message about what's going on with COVID and the COVID vaccines and the stats mm -hmm. and the things yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, the other day, I was just sitting there doing my thing, and I got an email mm -hmm. from the Banners for Freedom people. Yeah, and they said, "Here, check this out," and it. <laughs> Attached to that was a picture of a billboard. Now, this is in the uh, Huron Township, and I believe this is in Ohio. And they put up a billboard mm -hmm. talking about mandates and COVID jabs. And look over on the right-hand side there. That's, come on, that's Photoshopped. That is real. That's There's a billboard in Ohio yeah. Yeah. On, along some freeway or something like that that uh, has our show logo and our wow. website on it, the Robert Scott cool. Bell Show. That's amazing. Isn't that Thank cool? You, Robert and Banners for Freedom for doing that. Uh, we I are on a billboard. Wow. That's just cool. I have to think that Kevin might have had something to do with that. He just you're, prob said, you're, you're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. Um that's Kevin's, really cool. Yeah, I can't I can't verify that yet, but he's mm -hmm. busy. He's traveling. I think he's heading uh, for a Red Pill Expo too, yep. isn't he? He's gonna be there with Scott Shera. Our friends at Cardio Miracle are all gonna be there. And all right, you, I press buttons and you press buttons. That's funny. Can you tell we've been doing this for a while? It's like we just automatically just push we buttons at the same time. No one we need to press it. And who's going to press it first? Finish each other's sentences. Yeah. yeah stop pushing my buttons. Right. Hey. You know, this yeah. board is amazing. 
Uh, and I don't know what happened. I think it was a click connection. You said I was clipping in, at the beginning. Yeah, I, you know, we have that problem every once in a while when we have a guest on. And yeah. it's usually it's just a drop and reconnect fixes. It. It's, yeah. it's just the internet, dude. It's just, yeah. you know. Can't control it. I don't know how to explain most of it. But how did how great did that sound, having an in-studio guest right through this uh, Roadcaster Pro 2 board that are... And, and the headset mic by. sounds nearly as good as, as the, uh, the professional studio mic yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Did you Pretty, put a, a big uh, styrofoam condom on yours? Because I don't I recognize that. This is the yes, one that did. I. It is. It's the one you I had on my my other microphone, and, it fits um, and it's it's a big one, so it's oh, actually God. almost a little too big, but it fits fits right on there. Yeah, I had for years the the windscreen thing over the RE twenty. I don't know why I just took it off. I wasn't popping. Well, you know what the RE twenty. Uh, and actually, this one here as well. It's a great, yeah. great mic. Um, they have a built-in pop filter in them. Okay. But even then, uh, it's still if you get a little, little close and personal, which I like to do with my microphone. Yeah. It's yeah. still what they call a plosive. Uh, oh. You want to eliminate the plosives, so I decided gotcha. to put that on there so I can kind of just. And if I get tired, I can take a nap on it. You know? Okay. Nicely done. So thank you. I love I love this mic. I sound so much better with this thing than I did than I did with the other one. I know you were whiny little. Well, never mind. Uh, but you sound up. great. <laughs> and you were asking about the board. Yes, the board is awesome. Yeah. and I'm learning a little bit more about it every day. Because um, you got the you got the kids cheering in the board. You programmed that. Yay! Awesome! Yes. That is so cool. There's all kinds of crazy sounds in the board. I, I don't even know what to do with it. But I'm having fun. And uh, by the way, if you missed yesterday's broadcast uh, with Jonathan Emord, he said they were $50,000 away from a million. From a million. Only a month or so in. You know what his goal was by March of 2023? If he gained a million, he would announce his candidacy for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. That's right. And can you Im imagine by the 8th of December? There might be some special announcement and I'll be there for it. Mm. Uh -huh. That's kind of cool. Anyway, that was fun yesterday too. Fun today too. I, I love meeting all these awesome new people. Dr. Margaret Aranda, she was amazing. Just inspiring. And I didn't know she had an NDE. Did you, before we brought her on? No, that was not something that was in her bio. Yeah. Uh, she needs to add that. So everybody knows, but we got this, we got to hear it, which was cool. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, today. Uh, shout out again to Orange Guard. We gave away or I shall say Tor McPartland gave away uh, some of the orange guard to one fortunate soul that uh, had purchased some and took a picture and sent it in. And it was amazing. It was fun. And he said, he's given away a whole gallon to, to her. She's going to send it out to South Carolina somewhere. And I hope y'all keep getting it. Orangeguard.com direct or on Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble. No, not Barnes and Noble. You can't get orange guard Derek, Can you? The bookstore. Barnes and Noble. Probably you could maybe get a book about Orange Guard. Orange Guard, maybe. But yeah. anyway, by delimiting. But no, no, it's, uh, let's see. We got, um, what's the hardware store? Ace? Ace Hardware. Yeah, Ace Hardware. Whole Foods, Amazon, Whole Foods. and direct from orangeguard.com. Also, uh, do we have any special deals this month with Nutritional Frontiers? They run any specials? Um, the, yeah, open? you know, the one that, that uh, we talked about uh, when they were on was the Immunity Solutions. Well, let me go full which, screen. I'll do that. I press yeah, the button. You got it. All right. You push right. the button. Yes. So immunity solutions, 15% off all these different formulations and immune kit, uh, Munomax, NAC, quercetin, vitamin D3, 
and more. There's some things that are 25% off. They've got some things overstock in November, uh, and you get to use the RSP 15 code, additional 15% off. And there's a lot listed that's even greater than, you know, some 50, some 75% while the supplies last. But remember, because you're part of the show here, you get to use the RSB 15 uh, discount code on top of whatever sales I got going on. So thank you to Nutritional Frontiers, Jamie Dorley and the gang, the family there. They're doing amazing work. And I just got a picture uh, Jamie sent me. He's in Tampa for, I think, some educational event. And guess who was there? One of our favorite veterinarians, Dr. Marlene Siegel was there. And uh, shout out to Marlene if she's in the audience today. She's doing amazing veterinary work in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, pascovet.com if i remember the website I haven't had her on in a while yeah it's been a while pet stuff we don't talk about pets ever do we we, we should do. yeah we do some of us have pets you have a pet but we have two cats yeah but they, they, those don't count they're they're too libertarian for you is that the problem they just you like whiny liberal dogs yeah, they only I mean, show up when they want something otherwise you never see them it's true it's a libertarian no it's not uh that wouldn't be the <laughs> right way to say that but yeah, cats are are like needy until they're not, and they're mostly not. But they are very self sufficient, which is kind of convenient. Yeah. But well, you know, you you tend to like to have a lot of things dependent on you, Super D. I have to say, you are like the the super the super alpha male. Everybody comes through me, and you got them covered. You take care of them. Yeah, I have a tendency to do that to myself. But yeah. <laughs> yes, you take a lot on. You do, Super D. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on? Any other sp sales specials, uh, shout-outs, uh, support, thanks, and everything? I mentioned uh, earlier that the uh, Tuttle Twins has a uh, special going on this weekend for Veterans Day where it's 50% off on select book bundles. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go to the checkout, you put in uh, veteran as the yeah. uh, discount code, and you get 50% off. They click on the banner at robertscottbell.com? Correct. Get there? Yeah. Yep. That helps us to help you. So thank yep. you for that. Thank you so very help much. Help us help you. Yes. Yay. All right. Let me see what else we got in the notes here today. God, I love the topic of getting, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm half of my brain is now out in the garden and in the greenhouses right now. Because distracted. He distracted me. I blame him, but no, it's a good kind of blame. He, I wish he'd distract all of us to get out into the soil and the greenhouses and stuff. That's part of our mission here too. Uh, what about the propaganda exposed episode three airs three. tonight one and two have already aired and if you've watched it even though you watched it earlier in the calendar year these versions every episode is different they have actually like this last one peter mccullough was in he wasn't in it originally so you could see that all episodes have new information new interviews revealing uh more stuff propaganda exposed uncensored edition we have it linked up in the show notes at the robert scott bell show website robertscottbell.com get you free access to it and you can share that link to get everybody else plugged in to watch it nine o'clock eastern every night for nine nights in a row and it runs for 24 hours you can watch it for free and then eventually you'll want to buy it to support the mission so check that out it's available for you propaganda exposed on censored it's, it's really amazing the interviews are the content is i don't have to say much you just watch it you'll see what i'm talking about the only problem is that michael bolden from the 10th amendment center wasn't in it next time he was too busy moving from the bowels of LA to the lovely areas that he's at now. And I'll get to see you, Michael, in December sometime. We'll be down in the area. We want to make when, sure we when do we get him back on again? You think we can get him on before the end of the year? Or is he too Olin said that he wanted to see settle in, he'd be ready to oh, we want some tenth amendments interaction on the show. Yeah. Right? Or just if he doesn't whatever Michael Bolden wants to talk about, we'll let him. That's just how much we 
appreciate him. I think I know what he'll want to talk about, but he's wide open to talk about vegan ice cream with us too. Don't mind. (laughs) See what we can do. Okay. Uh, The the whole food supplements, remember 100% whole food supplements we get from choosetobehealthy.com. RSB5 discounts, the selenium, the chromium, the silicon, uh, Dr. Christopher's products like the uh, Lobelia tincture or hormonal change ease for those ladies out there needing that help all there. Choosetobehealthy.com. Um, we appreciate Jonathan uh, from Choose to Be Healthy, 866-424-1077, 866-424-1077. Patron supporters, we have our next AMA, the 19th of November, and that's coming up on a Saturday. We haven't done a Saturday one in a couple of months. We haven't been able to, but the 19th from no- noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, Saturday the 19th of November. Today's the 11th, so it's about eight days away or so. And our next AMA is going to be awesome. And those of you who donated to help us get the the boards and different things that you, we're going to, even if you're not a Patreon member because of your support, because I know some people don't want to do it through Patreon, but I want you at our next AMA and we're going to find out to make sure we have your email addresses so we can give you a special invitation because you are so, so worthy. So, so grateful for your support. We never expected that kind of generosity. Never had done that before to my memory. And you guys came through immediately and, and now we've, seriously upgraded and there's some more things that are happening that is re- very cool do we have any phone calls we're going to have on today on the show because i know that we can do that now that's the coolest thing we discovered this week too didn't have anything planned okay doesn't mean we can't right like who who's raise your hand if you're in the chat room and you want to be called right now by <laughs> you think that's funny? wow we look at it. you i'm not bluffing we do it we put you I didn't on even know i had is it connected? No, it will be All here right. in a second. Though. All right, no worries. Well, let me go to this story then. Um, this is in the show notes uh, from Pop. By the way, just what? just to, to just because Robert said if you went and get a call, you yeah. don't don't put your phone number in the chat room, right? Um, yeah, because yeah, there may be like other people that might happen to be watching the show that you know, yeah, you don't. Who knows? Who knows? There's there's yeah. weird people on the internet. Mm-hmm. So if, if I, I, you really, you want just people to send me their phone numbers and you want me to just call them out of the blue? Is that what you want to do here? Yeah, well, live dangerously. <laughs> it's the weekend. The Red Pill Expo is coming up. All right. So send me a direct message if you're in the chat room direct on robertscottbill.com or you can shoot me an email at askrsb at gmail.com. Yeah, we might put you on the show just for, well, because we just like because to Because we can. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey. yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Even if Bolden sends his number, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Not that he will. Not that he will. Of course, you know, he doesn't like to be on the show. Too fun. Too much fun. Too much fun here. Uh, all right. So can I do, in the meantime, the uh, the moms were right story? The moms were right. Our buddy, James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack. We love him. He has his popular rationalism.substack.com. Headline reads, the moms were right. The science of acetaminophen use during pregnancy says its use is associated with neurodevelopmental disorders, including ADHD and autism. Subheadline, the balance of evidence says that, it, that its makers are in for massive lawsuits. Now, I, I would say, you know who, who also needs them? The dumb doctors that promoted the use of Tylenol and acetaminophen and paracetamol around the world. One of the most liver toxic drugs on the planet, available most places over the counter. Of course, they also have Tylenol with uh, codeine. You remember that, different um, other things. But putting liver toxic drugs, and, and by definition, all drugs are somewhat toxic to the liver, some more than others. Tylenol happens to be the one that 
more people check into the emergency room for liver failure, acute liver failure than any other reason in the West, in America specifically. And they, and they pop it and they take it like it's nothing. Tylenol, take a Tylenol, have a Tylenol, take it. Stop it. It's liver toxic. And people have been bought. And if it's not that, then it's ibuprofen. If it's not that, then it's, uh, oh, aspirin. Remember aspirin? These are not benign drugs, even though they're over the counter. And, you know, they want more drugs on top of more drugs. Remember a story we covered last week? I think it's still making the rounds. We've just discovered a way to uh, stop the bleeding from overuse of aspirin. Or even not overuse of aspirin, just use of aspirin. What was their answer? Antibiotics. Antibiotics. That's right. You remember. Destroy the microbiome in the home for the microbiome. (laughs) Is modern medicine hell-bent on destroying all life on planet Earth? That's a good question. It's a legitimate question. Outside of emergency trauma interventions to save your life, put you back together again. It is a destructive mechanism or method of not bringing you back to health, but poisoning you. As they would like you to believe back to health, but that's not the way it works. So here's the story of the moms were right. Who are you, mom? You a doctor? Do you have a degree? No, doctor. I don't have a degree. I'm not a moron. Not like you that would promote the use of liver toxic drugs in children after they complain of pain associated with vaccine injections. Further, further blocking the metabolic pathways of excretion to save these kids lives so that they don't go down the road to neurological damage, whether it be autism spectrum disorders or ADHD, et cetera, neurodevelopmental disorders. Destroy the liver, reduce the production of glutathione. Make sure the whole body, these kids, whole bodies become more toxic by the day, by the moment, by the minute, by the second. In this uh, Substack article by Dr. James Lyons Weiler, he compiles some of the most recent studies on the issue with the key points highlighted. He says it is remarkable that none of these studies bothered to look at why the moms took acetaminophen during pregnancy as well, not just for kids, but during pregnancy. And they're worried, oh, don't you take that bioactive silver heart? Don't take colloidal silver during pregnancy. My gosh, what could it do? Like, nothing. Nothing bad. But acetaminophen, Tylenol, yeah, take that. Knock yourself out, mom-to-be. Keep popping them pills and destroying your liver, making it harder and harder for normal developmental milestones within pregnancy to happen for developing child. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Some of the studies, uh, number one, it says the drug was never shown to be safe for neurodevelopment. That was one of the study's headlines. Number two, all studies showed an association between acetaminophen use and listed neurodevelopmental outcomes. Negative ones. You read that. All studies showed that. We're talking about acetaminophen during pregnancy now. Moms knew. The acetaminophen metabolite N-acetyl-P-benzoquinonamine which is pivotal for liver damage after overdosing, exerts oxidative stress and depletes glutathione in the brain already at dosages below the hepatic toxicity threshold. So even if you don't have apparent measurable liver toxicity, you have damage already to the brain and the nervous system. Acetaminophen, oh, it's just Tylenol. It's just paracetamol. Number four, children with cord acetaminophen levels, greater than 50th percentile, appear to have a higher risk of ADHD, again, neurological issue. Number five on this list of accumulated studies that uh, Dr. Jack puts out in the Substack. It's linked up in the show notes, by the way, at robertscatbell.com. 
please warn moms-to-be that acetaminophen is dangerous and should not be consumed during pregnancy. I would argue never, but that's me. You guys decide. Number five on the list, children prenatally exposed to acetaminophen were 19% and 21% more likely subsequently to have borderline or clinical ASC autism spectrum, I believe, compared to non-exposed children. Am I reading that right? I'm just going through this really quickly here. Yep, ADHD as well. There's so much more. I, I don't have time to go into it, but you all check that out and share that. These are scientific validated reference points, obviously not pharmaceutically funded or else they would never speak badly of a drug, even acetaminophen, Tylenol, et cetera. Stuff we learn here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And the ability to grow food is yours. Just a reminder, I would love everybody to have some of the soil that we talked about today or the soil amendments Find a way to get at least a bag of it. If you have the capacity to do so, planting a seed here, literally and figuratively, I guess. Get to know your neighbors. Talk about growing food, whether they have greenhouses or not, and then talk about soil and say, hey, you know what? I just learned about this amazing soil that we can get from flickgardensandgreenhouses.com. Let's get together and pool our resources and get a lot of the soil into our neighborhood so that we can grow abundantly and be just fine during these orchestrated food shortages. How about that? I think that's a kind of a good idea. What do you think? Let me know. Do we have anybody on the phone line, Super Don? Anybody wanted to be part of the show? Because if they don't, it's okay. We're almost wrapping up here. Be bonus round shortly. No takers. Okay. No. I know it's intimidating to be on the Robert Scott Bell show. Okay. I know. That's a little scary. But it's uh, it's like, you know, because we can do it now. Now we want to, yeah. right? Well, I just thought it now we have nobody to call. I could just randomly call somebody. Nobody will talk to us. No, that's all right. It's a one-way conversation, y'all. We don't listen. <laughs> we just out well, out. You know, yeah. you know what I was thinking? It would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know how smart this is just right off the top of my head, yeah. but, uh, you know, some of these these conversations you and I have had, yeah. sometimes heated, <laughs> Never. about things, no. and I'm the guy that wants to verify everything. So yeah. how fun would it be to do that live on the air? Oh, call right? somebody and verify you know, you something right away. Yeah, I I don't know what an example of that would be. Do you have something? Well, more? and here's an example because one of the conversations I, I can only hear you. One of these, oh, whatever, whatever. My dog's gonna bark, but um, there you are. Yeah, you know, like that conversation we were having that one time about community. Oh yeah, you and can't I was like, find I, it you anywhere, know, right? That's why. You know how cool would it be, right? Uh, yeah, not that it matters uh, now because now it's it's been you approved, know approved, right? approved right but you know you could just i could just call up a doctor out of the blue just hey yeah do you administer vaccines yes. all right so i have a question for you boom right on the air right, right? yeah that's true you, i don't I, know could we know. get in trouble for that um it depends i mean i think you probably i mean if i said to them listen hey you know calling from the robert scott bill show we, we we're on the air yeah. we wanted to we wanted to talk to an expert yes Okay, we, I, we, you know. Hey, you know what's worth a try? I, I think it would be fun to do, just for fun, just impromptu, just mind. boom. Yeah, right. Awesome. It it could be really good or it could really suck. But <laughs> that's the risk. Whatever. Let's, that's the risk when you do we'll, these. We'll live on the right? end. Huh? That's amazing. Oh my gosh! You're like a little kid. Right? Yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You can do it. All right. All right. We're almost so, wrapping for the day until we do a, a brief bonus round, and I can't wait to get out in the soil. I'm going to harvest some potatoes and talk to uh, to Doug more about things that I can do to enhance and improve what I'm doing growing through the winter. 
And uh, hopefully you can do to this do this too. If you come down to the Red Pill Expo this weekend, Salt Palace Convention Center, use the code RSB to get tickets, get a 10% discount. They may sell, sell them at the door too. It's possible, but we'd love to see you there. It'd be amazing to have you uh, join us at the Red Pill Expo this weekend. I know that a lot of people will be watching online. That's cool too. I'll be uh, MC and I'll be the first lecturer up. Uh, they've given me this time a 30-minute slot, 10 minutes over last time. So I'm going to cram in a bunch of information for you. Um, well, you know, we have limited opportunity to do so. I want to hopefully plant those proverbial and real seeds for you to get well and stay well. All right. Anything else before we wrap up, uh, the official show today? No, let's do it. We'll come back. Uh, we can do the poll today. We haven't done that yet. Oh yeah. I'm fascinated by that one. Let's, uh, let's check it out. Answers Are coming you? up after the break because the power to heal is yours. All right. Uh, we had a volunteer, Gretel, in the uh, chat room says, uh, I could give you my 87-year-old dad's doctor's phone number. <laughs> the guy and why? Why would guy, he do this? The guy oh. who told us at his last appointment that there are no supplements or minerals for kidney health. Oh. Yeah. I don't think he would appreciate the call. Ah, do you really want? Well, okay, no. The dad is 87 yeah. years old, not yeah. the doctor. Okay, the I was going to say, right. do we really want to harass an 87-year-old doctor? No, no, we don't. But the doctor of that 87-year-old, yeah, maybe a little bit. Not really. Said there are no supplements or minerals for kidney, for kidney health. health. Yeah. What? Wow. Just you know, wow. this is this is this is just a good example of, of what it is that we've talked about. A lot of people talk about mm -hmm. you know, the problem with medical schools, they don't teach nutrition. Yeah. It's like, what is there for kidney health then? Mm -hmm. Drugs? Yeah. Yeah, there's some drugs we can give you for kidney. Well, it's not, I, that would even be like deceiving. It's yeah. not for kidney health. No. If you've got a, a symptom of yeah. bad kidney health, yeah, they'll give you a drug to put a Band-Aid on the symptom. Yeah. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that this guy is saying this, but I, I don't know. Are, are we going to get into gotcha segments? I don't know. Right. I don't Some know. Some people do that. I don't know if that's our style. No, nah, not really. Now, we could, send, we, could, we could extend an invitation. I'll tell you what, Gretel. Here, here's what we'll do. If you want to give me his his name and his contact info, mm -hmm. uh, I will see if I can reach out to him and invite him to come on the show to explain to us how there are no supplements or minerals for kidney mm -hmm. health. And then if he accepted that, then I, I don't know. I mean, we've never done anything like this before, but it could be a good conversation. I think so. You think you're up for something like that? Uh, you know, look, I, I, we we don't do ambush journalism. It's no, not no, no. Well, this wouldn't be an ambush. This would this would be an invitation. Okay. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. You can do that. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. What else are we going to do to wrap up before I run I out? I have a feeling he'll do. He'll pull a Paul Offit on us, though. Yeah, I'm sure. No, thank you. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. Done. Over. All right. Okay. So let's look at the poll today. Okay, poll question of the day coming through the poll, newsletter. Poll question of the day. Mm -hmm. Timely for the day that it is. Do you think Americans show enough respect to the country's military veterans? Mm -hmm. Yes, no, or not sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to think um, most of the answers are going to be no. Okay. Um, but I, I, before you show that, 
Yeah. You know, I bring up this controversy that shouldn't be a controversy. Right? And I even brought it up today on Veterans Day, you know, PTSD, other things. I said there hasn't been a declared war by the Congress as, as prescribed by the Constitution since World War II. And so it's, it's problematic because these, these soldiers that are sent off under the guise of protecting America, you know, or, you know, our country from harm are often pawns in the United Nations police action. And some of these veterans have woken up to that reality and they don't like it either. And so is this me disrespecting the veterans to bring that up? I don't think so. Because if you respect veterans or, or people in the military, you don't want them to engage in things that one day they'll look back on and go, I was played, I was duped. You know, if you remember the Pat Tillman uh, scenario after, after uh, 9-11, he signed up from prof professional football player and patriotic response. I'm just, you know, football's not important. I'm going to go in the military. I'm going to take care of those bad guys. And he finds out, it wasn't what we were told, right? And then he ends up killed by friendly fire, so to speak. And, and so I think speaking out about these things is, I think, honoring veterans. That's my perspective. So as I say that, I ask the question, you know, what is your perspective on that? Because that, that hurts me in a sense, the, you know, the emotions of it. If someone that would be willing to lay their life down, life on the line for the country, and then, then they find out that they were sent by United Nations actions, police actions, not constitutional declarations of war in the house of representatives that's a good that's a valid point you know mm -hmm. and then let's add into that the treatment of these veterans once they get yeah. home by the va yeah exactly now now listen exactly. not everything the va does yeah. is bad mm -hmm. but it's not nearly enough and a lot of what they're doing is is not the right yeah. thing to do Mm -hmm. uh and, and there's there's guys that uh, just aren't getting the treatment that they that they need yeah and I've known some people personally uh, yeah. that that have dealt with that. If you've if you've known anybody that gets stuck in the VA system, mm -hmm. you know, because the thing is, you know, they they that's one of the the benefits, right? It's one of those things that they say, oh, when you go into the military, you get this. We're going to cover your medical. That. We're going to take care yeah. of you. We're going to do blah 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 blah. And it, you know, once once they actually get in there and they come back and and they're they're dealing with issues largely mm -hmm. issues that they acquired from going yeah. overseas and going to war. Uh, and then they get left behind and, and treated terribly and not, not getting what it is they need. And so, yeah, you know, it's a big question. Not, do do they get the respect? Honored or respected there. But then yeah. again, they're tapped into what? As I said, the military industrial complex is owned and controlled by the pharmaceutical one. Right. And you don't know where one ends and the other begins. So these guys and gals go in and they become medical experiments before this with experimental vaccines, now mRNA. Uh, so in that way, we're not at all respecting them, right. but I would ask that, you know, we look just like my uncle warned me, don't become a medical doctor. I wish there were maybe people that have gone through the military. Maybe they're active. Maybe they've uh, retired to say, Hey, don't go in until they fix this because you, you may end up sent into theaters of not war, but police actions that are not constitutional and not even for America. Yeah. You know? All right, so based on that mm -hmm. question, do yeah. you think Americans show uh, enough respect to the country's military veterans? Okay. You said you thought that it would probably be no. That's my sense of the audience would say it more than, okay. more than yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you are correct. 72% mm -hmm. say no, 15% yeah. say yes, and 12% not sure. Okay, yeah. Kind of what so I what do we do about that? Before we walk away from the the answer, 
mm-hmm. and the question. Yeah. How, well, how, do you, how do you define respect in this case? We've mentioned a few things already. I mean, there are a lot of different ways, I guess you can, you can define respect. You know, what do you mean by that? We don't respect them enough, for instance, the veterans. Right. Maybe there's some things we could do locally for yeah. our veterans in our community. Yeah. You know, maybe get behind some of the causes. You know what? How many, how many homeless vets are mm-hmm. out there? There is an organization and actually I, I just, I wasn't prepared for this, but yeah. uh, Darla turned, turned us on to a, oh, yeah, uh, an organization called code. For, it's called code for vets. I think it's called. Think that's right. Yeah. Uh, you can find, find uh, there's, I forget her name, but she runs it on Twitter and uh, she goes around and finds these vets that are, are in a bad way uh, that need help and mm-hmm. people will donate and it will keep vets off the street and will help them with their, their situation. There are others that are finding uh, work for them. There are others. What was the one, the cannabis for vets or something? We had a guy on, I think from Colorado that was really he passed good. away a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. You need to really kind of do your homework on them because uh, you want to make sure that it's a good cause and they're a good organization, but uh, you know, there's lots we can do to help out mm-hmm. just in your own backyard. Yeah. All right. <sighs> all right so it's friday dude it's we are at the end of the week what are you uh, doing i'm working all weekend what are you doing buddy you gonna rest for me what am i doing this weekend that's a good question mm-hmm. i'll be doing some working okay um for the show and yeah. my usual weekend stuff and i don't know i will be um hanging out with the family a little bit i guess okay i might actually put my feet up for a little while yeah so no no big plans though. All right. I and hope you're going to be doing what? Be either watching or being with me at the Red Pill Expo. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to check in, right? You're going to say, "Hey, everybody, I'm at the Red Pill Expo. Wish you were I here." I need a millennial to be there to help me. No, you don't. I don't, dude. It's, you've do. got a phone. You just put it in your hand and you go. Yeah. You say, "Hey." I'm so confused by which <laughs> social media <laughs> thing I should use. Facebook Live or Instagram, I just don't know. I think we do get more responses still on Facebook than we do on Instagram. But you think so? I think there's more participation when we do Facebook than Instagram. No, I'm open to recommendations anyway. All right, we're about wrapped up here, as you can see. I want to get out into the dirt and uh dig up some potatoes before i pack it up and head up to the red pill expo and i think unless there's other messages or comments or questions coming in through the chat room gretel says i thought there should be an adopt a veteran program where you get paired up with veterans so you can help them out with whatever yeah yeah that's a good thing i wonder if there is something like that it's not a bad idea good idea yeah. in fact, it is all right. Well, that is all I've got. Uh, so we'll be back. What do we got going on on Monday? Let me look at that real quick, and then we're out of here. Yeah, and, and my plan is to record some interviews for Sunday for the radio. That will work because we'll have internet this weekend. And so let's we'll see. On here. Monday, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it says anything to that is. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, and, doc, and Dr. Dana Granberg. Okay. My son just everybody's showing up right now. It's making the dogs crazy. Dogs are going crazy, but yeah. it's, it's all right. We're about wrapped up. I want to thank Dr. Margaret Aranda. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Doug Fletcher. He's amazing. And Super Don, you're amazing. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. And all y'all watching and sharing the show, you're all outrageously amazing in a good way, in a great We're way. All Thank amazing. You. So remember the AMA, 19th of November today, 11, 11, 22. Great show, y'all. Thanks for being here. See you at the Red Pill Expo, whether you're there or watching online. Remember the next episode of Prop and Exposed, third episode tonight. For those of you watching, catching this show live on 11, 11, 22. Uh, with that, God willing, we'll be back uh, all Sunday with some new new uh, new interviews, new uh, presentations on our radio syndicated version of the show, and then Monday back live in studio. So thank you all for being here. God bless you. And, uh, well, create a great weekend. See you later.